usually we look at at, at uh, you know annual recurring revenue. We are between four and five, and uh, last year, you know, I would say end of 2019, we were at around two million dollars in ARR. Oh. So we grew 100 percent in 2020. You are listening to conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Thibaut Clement. He's a self-taught programmer and began building software to make Naomi's job easier in 2015. Back then, the pair was managing a marketing agency and developed an in-house solution to streamline the process of creating and sharing editorial calendars with their clients. Encouraged by early feedback and, uh, and peers about the prototype, they launched and made it available to other marketing teams. This company today is called Loomly. All right, Thibaut, you ready to take us to the top? Yes, sir. Now, who, who is Naomi? Is this your partner? Yes, yeah, she's my spouse. I see. And my and, and the co-founder of Loomly. That's so sweet. So you built yourself you you built your spouse software and now you guys are co-founders. Yeah, I guess we can uh, we can feel you know uh, that Loomly is kind of uh, the most uh, romantic gesture I've ever done. <laughs> Here's the real question, who has more equity? Uh well, we are exactly on par. Wow. 50-50. So what if you disagree on something? How do you break the decision the tie? Uh, we have a board. Well, usually we agree, but we have a board in case you know something happens. So you know, like any kind of startup uh, that is venture back. How did you build the board? Uh, well, you know, it's it's people who uh, have been following us and helping us uh, since the beginning. So it made sense to uh, you know have them join the board. Mm-hmm. How many people are on the board? Four. Four people. Well, that, <laughs> that's like rule number one of boards: is never have an even number. Well. It's not because there are there's an even number that of people that we have an even number of voices, you know, of votes. So that's well, but usually you people do three, five, seven, because the whole purpose of a board is to split a tie. But if then the board could tie two, two, then what? What do you do? Well, like I said, we don't have the same number of votes. Uh, I have more. Oh, votes. I see. I see. I see. I understand. Okay, very cool. Let's let's talk about the product. So, so what does the company do? Uh, you know, we are uh, what we call a brand success platform, and so what we do is that we help marketing teams. Uh, streamline collaboration, uh, you know, along the entire content publishing cycle. So we help them manage their assets, come up with ideas for content, actually produce the content um, with you know some editing tools, and then uh, we generate mockups for them so that they can share the content with their team. Uh, make sure that everyone is on board, everyone sees you know what what the posts are going to look like. They can approve. And then you can publish and you can respond to comments and you can, of course, measure your success. And then you start all over again. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, so is this like a more sophisticated version of like Hootsuite? Yeah, in a way, uh, you know, uh, you can think of it as like Hootsuite uh, meeting GitHub in the sense that, you know, you kind of stage your content, you can review and improve it, and then you distribute it. I see. Interesting. Okay. And, and give me a general sense of what customers pay per month to use the technology. Uh, 50 bucks on average. One five or five zero? Five zero. Five zero. Interesting. And when did you land your first paying customer? What year? April 2016. And was that the first year you guys had the business? Yes, it was two months after launching. Wow. Okay, so how did you get your first customer two months after launch? Uh, well, it's, you know, we kind of opened up uh, the platform in public beta, and uh, there are people who started, you know, signing up. And from day one, we had a paywall. It was 12 bucks per month because we wanted to uh, make sure that people were interested in, in using and paying for the product. And at that time, uh, the free trial that we, you know, that we had was two months. Now it's 15 days. But at that time, it was two months. So we launched in February. Two months later, we had the first paying customer. <laughs> okay. But where did you get that customer from? That doesn't just magically happen. You have to make it happen. Well, you know, uh, Noemi and I, we used to have an advertising agency. So we were in all those, you know, social media marketing and digital marketing uh, groups online. And so once, you know, we built the product because we built it for ourselves in the first place, we, we started to share it in those groups. And we said, hey, uh, we built this tool for us are you interested in giving it a try then you know people started signing up and, and they started saying yes i've been looking for that for 10 years or i've been trying 10 different products and none of them is doing what you do so that's how it started how much revenue did the agency do in 2015 well that's usually something we don't we don't share because it's kind of not relevant to, to well, me. what actually it actually is right so so when you look at the success of a lot of the largest SaaS founders hootsuite included they usually start as an agency and then mm -hmm. there's a very tricky moment for the founders where you have to figure out, do we stop the agency and go all in on the SaaS? Do we do yeah. both? Or do we kill the SaaS and stick doing the agency? So by asking how much revenue you did, it helps me understand what you guys gave up to go all in on the SaaS. Yeah, we were, you know, we had an agency in France, we had an agency here in the US. Uh, it was, you know, it was, it was enough uh, to kind of sustain everyone. We were growing nicely, but, you know, it was very clear once we started having feedback on a product that the product would be just, you know, uh, had just more potential because it was basically allowing us to do what we were doing for a couple of clients, but at scale. And today we kind of serve 7,000 clients, you know, around the world. So, you know, that's, you know, it kind of proved to be true. So this wasn't a situation where the agency was doing 10 million a year in revenue. You shut it down and all no. on Loomly. It was like a smaller than no, no. what, like a million bucks yes. a year or, le or less. Yeah, exactly. I see. I see. Okay, that makes more sense. So, so how? Did, let me know. Second question is: Did you use agency cash flow to invest in the software at the beginning, or how did you fund the MVP? Yeah, uh, that's exactly what we did. So, I wrote the first line of code in August 2015, and you know, we only incorporated what is now Loomly in uh, July 2016. So, during that entire time, we were kind of working by day on the agency, and then you know, with whatever money we were making, we were kind of you know financing, uh, you know, like the hiring of our first engineer and some some marketing and all the expenses that come with building software. So it was so just you exactly two. It was just you two at the agency then. Yeah. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, I mean, in the I mean, in the U.S., but uh, yeah. Well, how many total people were full time at the agency? Uh, it, it depends on you know. It's like agencies; they all, they always kind of uh, go up and down. But it was like you know anywhere between four and and six. I see. I see. So, did you move most of them over now? They're still with you on the SaaS product. Uh, no, because it's different skill sets, you know. So only okay. Noemi and I moved from the agency to. I see. Okay, and so so flesh out the team today. How many total people on the team? Uh, we are seven. Seven. Uh, okay. you know, there are uh, 
I kind of uh, oversee the product and there are three engineers with me and then Noemi kind of oversees everything on the marketing side and there are two customer success managers with her and we are kind of, uh, we're currently opening four positions, so growing oh, pretty wow. fast now. Okay, so the first customers came from your agency customers, it sounds like you just upsold them from agency to SaaS, is that accurate? Um, I wouldn't say so, like we, we did uh, try the product with, the, with our agency clients to get some feedback. So they did try it first, but I wouldn't say they were the first paying customers. The first paying customers were people that we didn't even know uh, from those, uh, you know, social media marketing groups that started using the product with a trial and, and who decided it was interesting enough to pay for it. Can you name one or two of those groups? We're talking like Social Media Examiner Facebook group or Amy Porterfield's group or like the Laura Roder crew, like... Yeah, it's this kind of saying, uh, Noemi would know that better than I do because she was the one managing that and she's the one who is uh, involved in all those groups. But it's, it's you know, that's the idea on Facebook and on uh, LinkedIn and even sometimes on Reddit. Yep. Okay, very cool. Now, uh, you've built this business up. Those were the first 100 customers. How many are you serving today? Uh, over 7,000, actually going uh, to 8,000. Okay, got it. So 7,000 paid. Do you, have, do you have a free plan? Oh, we have a 15-day free trial and everyone's Oh, I see, I see, I see, I see. Do you require a credit card at the start of the free trial? Nope. Tell me why they want to keep using the product. Walk me through that decision. Everyone does this differently. Yeah, uh, well, you know, we think that uh, what is important is that uh, we make uh, the free trial as seamless as possible. So that, you know, if you hear the value proposition in one way or another, you come to the website, you find it's interesting, you sign up for your free trial, you don't need to put in a credit card with a company that you don't know yet. Um, you can try the product with unlimited features. Uh, you can invite as many people as you want so that you have the actual feel of what a product can do. And then at the end of your 15-day free trial, if you enjoy it, if you have, you know, uh, if your team is happy with the, the, the product, then you can keep using it. And then that's the moment when we say, hey, uh, you can add your credit card and you can select any plan that you like. Well, what besides time? So 15 days runs out on everybody, but you probably know if someone's going to convert or not based off usage metrics. But what yes, are sir. what are the usage metrics you look at where you know if they do them they're probably going to convert? Uh, usually, it's uh, how many you know pieces of content they have created. <laughs> it can be uh, you know social media posts. It can be ads. Uh, and another good indicator is usually uh, how many people they have invited in their team to join the platform. I see. Okay, so seven thousand customers today. You said going to eight thousand. Help us understand growth. How many customers exactly a year ago? Uh, you know, usually we look at, at, at uh, you know, annual recurring revenue. We are between four and five. And uh, last year, you know, I mean, we are already in 2021. So uh, I would say end of 2019, we were at around $2 million. In AR. Oh. So we grew 100% in 2020. Yeah, that's impressive. To grow another, 20, uh, another 100% in 2021. So you think by December of this year, you can get up to an $8 million run rate, something like that? Yeah. That's great. Yeah, that's incredible. Okay, yeah. So just to be clear, seven thousand customers, fifty dollars ARPU. That means about three hundred fifty thousand dollars a month in revenue. Four point two million dollar run rate, up one hundred percent year over year. Um, all this growth can't just happen from Facebook groups. So how do you add your, you know, the how did you add your last thousand customers? Uh, you know, it's 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 a mix of things. You know, uh, I mean, you're you're a good marketer yourself. Uh, so you know, we have different channels. Uh, you know, a lot of content. Uh, you know, some some media and podcasts who want to to have us with them. It, it usually helps a lot. Uh, we have terrific reviews on all the websites like you know G two Crowd and, and Captera, and we do uh, some adwords. So all of that you know kind of works together. And then 
uh, one thing that you know also helps a lot is that uh, you know people who try the product then they refer other people, they invite other people, um, and that's really how it works. Yep. Do you have any like sort of powered by or any sort of like the, these sorts of things product marketing built in? Um, we have a URL shortener which is loom.ly, and so whenever you create a post and you want to shorten your URL, then you know you will have a loom.ly. Um, URL and so then you can go you know if you click on the, one of those links of course you go to uh, the URL that has been shortened but if you are curious you can go to loom.ly and see that it's, it's about Loom. Yeah interesting and um, when you look at just your paid spend what are you spending on average CAC wise to get a new $50 a month customer? Um, well that's, that's usually something that we would rather not share but it, but you know we are we are well above the the famous uh, LTV over CAC ratio of three. Well, LTV to CAC doesn't mean a lot if it takes you three years to recover the CAC. So it's way mm. more important to understand how fast the payback period is, right? So maybe five not months. what five months is what you're at. So you, you're comfortable sending 250 bucks, 300 bucks to get a customer. Got it. Now, it sounds like you've raised capital. How much have you raised? Um, a bit above three million dollars in in equity. Okay, and why? I mean, this doesn't feel like it's really hard technically. I mean, it's hard, but you don't need to raise a bunch of capital. Why'd you raise? Um, you know, there is. It's a big market. Uh, if you want to go after a big market, you also want to have the resources to grow fast. So, you know, uh, we also had um, very, you know, we, we had exceptional investors and, and entrepreneurs around us who. Uh, you know, looked into what we were doing and, and, you know, recommended that, you know, we accelerate. And so when we kind of, you know, run the numbers, it did make sense. And so, you know, that's probably, you know, part of uh, the reason why we're able to uh, be where we are now and, and, and grow at the, the pace that we are growing now. Mm -hmm. and, and was that 3 million just done recently in one round or was it broken up? No, it was a couple of rounds. Um, and it was, you know, between uh, 2016 and 2019, uh, all with the same investors. Oh, I see. Okay, great. Now, are they still sort of doing like unpriced safes, or have you had a priced round already? Uh, no, it's 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 a uh, it's it's only a seed, and it, it's a safe. Yeah. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. So, I mean, do you have any plans? I mean, great growth, right? Any plans to raise this year? Uh, we don't need uh, to raise this year. Uh, we are growing pretty well. Uh, you know, if at some point there is a, an interesting opportunity that, that comes up, uh, we'll of course look at it, but uh, it, it's not uh, what we need at the moment. Mm -hmm. Do you Have you set yourself up with basically unlimited runway? Are you profitable today? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, how do you, you know, when investors and VCs put money in, they really want you to be like foot on the gas. I mean, do, do your board meetings, do you ever hear something like, Tebow? We shouldn't be profitable. We should be investing all in growth. Like we should be raising capital. You're growing. Go, go, go. Well, we are actually, you know, uh, we're we're good uh, on both fronts. We are good on growth. We are good on on profit. So we have found like the right balance for us. Uh, the board is on board. Uh, so you know, uh, we are kind of you know maximizing the growth that we can absorb at the moment. Uh, so you know, all seems pretty uh, organic and, and and feels pretty good so mm -hmm. far. But I mean, once you get on the VC path, especially, you know, raising 3 million bucks, I mean, and, and numbers that at this level, like 350 million in ARR, I mean, you like growth rates have to be like even larger. I mean, 100% year over year is fine, especially if you're bootstrapped, but you've raised. So like, how do you, how do you go instead of finishing this year with 8 million, how do you finish it with 12 million? Well, we keep improving the product. Uh, you know, the 100% growth rate is, is our conservative, um, 
you know, forecast, uh, we feel like we can we can do better than that as as we keep improving the product and, and the KPI kind of self improve. So mm-hmm. it's not necessarily a matter of, of how much we raise and what the investors want because they kind of uh, trust us on that front. What would you tell founders that say, um, uh, I you know, I know I don't want to work on that product. Someone's already done it before. I mean, many could argue what you, the space you're playing in has been done over and over. But you've built a unique mousetrap that's given you eight thousand customers. What what advice would you give those entrepreneurs? Um, well, the the, the first thing is uh, I'm not on the team of people who say, you know, if there is like if there are already it's a crowded space, you shouldn't go. I'm actually on the team that says if it's a crowded space, you should go uh, because it means, you know, there is a there is demand. Um, so that's number one. Uh, number two is when you do go on a crowded market, there are still ways that you can win depending on what others uh, are not doing right uh, and so, for instance, it can be, you know, having a great UI and a great UX uh, so that, you know, when people start using the product, they don't feel like, you know, deterred. They actually want to keep using it. And so, so that's one of the things that I believe we do quite well based on the feedback that we have. And the last thing, and I believe this is probably the most important, it actually doesn't matter uh, what size of market you are on, is just try to provide great customer service. Uh, with great customer service, you can... Uh, you can, in in my opinion, uh, you can be pretty much any competitor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, you know, this is what I would say. Uh, go to the market, even if there are other people. Um, do better than what other people are doing in terms of, of UI and ease of use. And for sure, beat everyone in terms of customer service. Great customer service should mean lower churn than average in terms of other competitors at this sort of price point. What's your churn look like today? Um, you know, it's a uh, it's uh, on the lower end of of the the benchmark for uh, SaaS SMB, which mm-hmm. you know is uh, between three and seven percent uh, for reference. So we are on the lower end of that. Got it. And that's like four or five percent uh, churn monthly or annually. Monthly. Monthly. Okay, got it. Very cool. Now, do you have any um, obvious sort of expansion revenue opportunities where you can take a fifty dollar month client and upsell them to a five hundred dollar month client, or is that coming? Yeah, that's uh, you know that's usually uh, the more successful our users and customers are, uh, you know, the more features they want to use, the more people they want to invite in the team. And sometimes they are also expanding the number of social accounts that they use. And so all of those things are uh, a great path for the users. Mm -hmm. What is the customer, don't name them, obviously, but the customer paying you the most, how much are they paying you? Uh, Something in the like the range of 20,000 per year. And why is that just a lot of seats or something else? Yeah, mainly. Yeah. Yeah, and sh- very cool, Tebow. This is great. Let's uh, let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. Uh, I love uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I don't know if it's a business book, but I love it. Of course, it is. Yeah. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, not necessarily. I mean, uh, uh, well, you know, like everyone, I like uh, Paul Graham and Elon Musk. Not very, you know, eccentric. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building Loomly? um github of course number four how many hours of sleep do you get every night uh, i try to get eight uh, and what's your situation married single kids i'm married to my co-founder married any kids yet or no yeah one kid one kiddo and how old are you uh two and a half sorry how old are you <laughs> oh how, old, how old am i sorry uh, i'm 33 33 last question what's something you wish you when you were 20 tivo um you know, just uh, don't listen to, don't try to please your, your friends or your family or like your investors or whatever. Just, uh, you know, try to please the customers. It just, it will save you a lot of time and, and, and hurdles. 
Guys, Loomly helps you schedule and plan your social media calendar. They've just passed a $4 million run rate, up 100% year over year from a $2 million run rate. Got their first 100 customers by basically shutting down their agency in 2016, launching this, had a paywall and $12 a month price point from the beginning. So they had validation early on. Now today, again, growing rapidly, almost 8,000, seven, between 7,000 and 8,000 customers, $3 million raised with just a team of seven. So healthy revenue per employee. They've been very capital efficient, spending 250 bucks to get a new $50 a month customer. We'll see what Tebow does next. Tebow, thanks for taking us to the top. Thanks for having me, Nathan. It was a pleasure.